The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Hey, and welcome to the Beauty is Found Within podcast, hosted by the beautiful Pippa Leslie. Pippa will be speaking about hers, other spiritual stories, perspectives, and journeys, so we can in turn find the right match of resonance that speaks to our heart and souls. Each week she will be sharing topics around spirituality, manifestation, mindset, self-love, and personal growth, as well as personal interviews with our fellow soul family and friends. found within podcast I am so excited to be chatting to a beautiful gentleman he is George Lizos and I'm really excited to talk to George today because he he resonates with me with being a light worker so I want to introduce him onto the podcast right now hi George hello people how are you I'm really well how are you I'm great so nice to connect with you Yes, you too. I love your energy. I absolutely adore like just oh everything you do. Like I follow <laughs> you and I just love everything you do. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. So tell the listeners a little bit about you, where you're from, what you do, and all about your beautiful energy. So my name is George Lizos. I'm a spiritual teacher, intuitive, the author of Be the Guru and the number one best-selling Lightworkers Gotta Work. And I aim my purpose is to help lightworkers to find their life purpose and work their light in a real palpable way to create positive change in the world. And I do this by bringing together a number of spiritual modalities such as past life therapy, I work with the elementals, I work with manifestation, and really bring them all together with the purpose of helping lightworkers overcome all the fears and the limiting beliefs that prevent us from taking action so that we can work our light and not just know it. Yes, so I'm dying to ask the question, what is a lightworker, George? Whew, okay, let's get started. So a light worker is anyone who wants to make the world a better place. So from this sense, anyone could be a light worker, anyone who makes the decision to use your light, to use your voice, to use your action, to use your energy, to help create positive change in the world, to help create a kinder, more peaceful, more loving world is considered to be a light worker. However, in my book, Lightworkers Gotta Work, I coined the term Ascension Lightworker. Now, an Ascension Lightworker, Ascension Lightworkers is a special group of lightworkers who are old, mature souls who have been incarnating all this planet, on this planet over and over again with the purpose of helping the planet transition to the new golden age, to the new earth. And right now, we're in this collective chrysalis energetically, globally, where we're transforming and creating this new earth. So Ascension Lightworkers have come forth. They are spiritually minded lightworkers who have come forth with the aim of really speeding up this Ascension process. And there are essentially three characteristics of Ascension Lightworkers. The first one, they have a strong sense of purpose, and they felt that from a very young age. The second one is their purpose extends beyond their personal sphere into the global sphere. And therefore, their purpose has to do with creating positive change in the world, not just in their lives. And the third characteristic is that they want to help people heal. From a very young age, again, they felt this need to support others, to help others, because they know that by helping others heal, they're creating a domino effect that heals the entire world. 
I love that. And I'm definitely a light worker, same as you, George. I think oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah, it's for me, it's 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 helping hum- humanity, but it's for me helping animals. I am a huge animal lover and my partner is as well. And I think I, I'm so connected to Mother Earth. So that's why I'm a Mother Earth healer because yes. I go on a walk every day with my dog and we're always picking litter up. We're always doing like cleanups where I live. And even when I go away traveling, I'm always wanting to you know, jump into all of the, you know, to help the environment, help mm. animals, give back to conservation. You know, being a light worker as well for me, and correct me if I'm wrong, George, is actually helping the whole planet because like you said, with the ascension, it's helping raise the consciousness of the whole world by being that light worker and actually standing in your light and truth with that as well. Oh, 100%. And something that I mentioned in Light Workers Gotta Work. So the first part of the book is all about finding our life purpose as light workers so that we can fulfill it. And I talk about the four purposes of light workers. The first one being our light worker purpose, which is the collective purpose of helping ascending the planet. The second one is our soul realm purpose. Now, soul realms are different groups of souls who have unique collective purposes drawing from the light worker purpose. So in your, um, in your, so, so in your case, for example, you are, you belong to a soul realm that has to do with helping uh, animals, for example, or helping planet Earth or focusing on nature. So there are different soul realms. People are familiar to them as star seeds or incarnated elementals, or incarnated angels, or indigo children, and rainbow children, and and crystal children. These are all different groups of souls, and each group of soul has a different collective purpose. And one of those uh, soul realms, for example, the incarnated elementals, their aim has to do with helping Mother Nature. It has to do with conservation, it has to do with recycling, it has to do with the animal world. So this is where... um, that aspect fits in. Then we have the soul purpose, which draws from the soul realm purpose, and it is a purpose that our soul wishes to fulfill over a series of lifetimes. So the first few lifetimes are all about uh, understanding the problem, and the second uh, few lifetimes have to do with learning how to resolve the problem, and then the latter lifetimes are all about actually doing the work and resolving the problem. And then we have our life purpose, which is a step towards fulfilling our soul purpose. And therefore, it's a single lifetime that fulfills the purpose of that collective soul purpose. So in other words, all our power is in the present moment and in our life purpose. When we find our life purpose, then we automatically follow our soul purpose, soul realm purpose, and light worker purpose, which has to do with ascending the vibration of the world. And that's why in Light Workers Gotta Work, I focus the book around finding and defining our life purpose in a specific two-paragraph definition. Because so many times when I talk with light workers and I ask them, what is your life purpose? I hear generic stuff like, oh, I'm here to help people heal. I'm like, yes, you are here to help people heal. However, it's way more specific than that. So let's get uh, let's get more detailed. Yeah, it's definitely a deeper calling. I was very generic at first because I think we ask her to go to that real deep place of our mission. But when we actually find that mission, it's, uh, you know, it's just, I mean, I, I heal people, but through angelic healing and through mother earth healing. So it's, it's figuring out, okay, you're a healer. And I think a lot of, I think many people who are light workers, they have the ability to heal. They help people heal because when you shine and you really step into that, 
life purpose like you said George it's you everything flows like once I made the switch and I really focused on what it is I'm here to do and to let me know the quest that I'm on you know to before I die in in the later life but it just I can't it's physically can't explain it in human words how much a shift in me that's happened in the last few months because just to touch on it briefly a few months ago I had an actual I had mother earth came to me in in nature like it was literally one of those miraculous moments which was a miracle to me she presented herself to me through mother mother nature and since then it's never been the same everything's just different it's just different now and this is you're talking about something that I that I talk about in the book in the sense that our life purpose is is constantly revealing itself to us to the degree to which we're ready to understand it. So when I when I guide people through my process of defining their life purpose, I tell them, okay, what you have right now written on paper is what you're ready to know at this point in time with regards to your life purpose. It doesn't mean it's going to remain the same definition. It's going to grow and expand. Now, this doesn't mean that our life purpose changes. Our life purpose is fixed. It is the same. However, the degree to which we're ready to know our life purpose, that's the one that changes. That's the one that's constantly being revealed to us. And as in your case, uh, in the past, you felt more generic towards it, and then suddenly you got more specific. That means you've done the work that readied you so that you can accept it on a much deeper level. I remember when I was first, uh, when I was a child, and up through my early 20s, I thought my life purpose was to become a musical theater actor because I had so many limiting beliefs and programming around spirituality telling me that, oh, anything that's not Christian is evil or anything that's not Christian is bad and or spirituality can only be a hobby. I had all those limiting beliefs in my mind that I couldn't see. I wasn't ready to accept that my life purpose was to become a spiritual teacher. So the next closest thing that I could find was musical theater because, again, I could empower people. I could heal people through performing, through singing, through acting, through dancing. And it was only when I had left Cyprus, I moved to the UK for my uh, to go to university and I did all the inner work and I healed all those limiting beliefs and programming that I had the epiphany. Oh my God, you know what? I'm not meant to be a musical theater actor. Yes, I love that. But my specific mission is to become a spiritual teacher. And again, it, I didn't start knowing what I know right now. I started thinking I, I was meant to be a life coach and I started more mainstream and then progressively I got more and more woo-woo <laughs> and esoteric yeah. in my approach. So anyone listening right now wondering what their life purpose is, just know that what you know is enough for you at this point in time. All you have to do is keep taking one action step towards your purpose every single day. And then with engagement, you're going to get clarity. And with the clarity, you can pivot. And that will allow you to get closer and closer and closer to what your specific life purpose is. Yeah, I love that. And how you you came to the UK, you, you went studying, and it's all part of the journey. It's like the alchemist, the book. It's, you know, his... It was all there for him, but he had to go on the journey to grow, to have spiritual awakenings, you know, all of that. And that's what I love about life is that a lot of people come to me and say, oh, well, I did this wrong and I took this wrong path. And I always say it wasn't a wrong path. Everything you do and everything that happens to you is for you. And it's getting you closer and closer and closer 
to living out that life purpose, that life mission, because that is what the universe does. That is what God does. It puts all of those obstacles, those challenges, those amazing growth things that happen to you to get you to that point of realization like wow okay now I know now I know exactly what I need to do and I had to go through all of that to get where I am right now even us having this interview now George is everything's meant like that's how I I see the opportunity and the blessing in everything even in challenges and obstacles you know there's a lesson there's growth to be done and when you see life like that it's it's just like I said it's just completely changed the way I see the world oh 100% And that's the thing about following our life purpose. When we find it, when we know it, and our guides, the universe, source realizes that we do know what our life purpose is, they won't let us fail. They're going to keep sending us sign after sign after sign. The signs will get bigger and bigger and bigger until we pay notice and take action towards it. And let me give you a quick anecdote here. While I I was in Bristol, my second year at university, I engaged in the normal student life of going out every week, getting drunk, coming home, promising myself I'm not going to do it again next week, and then going ahead and doing it. And I kept getting the message, that the guidance, like quit smoking, quit drinking, quit partying, and just focus on your spiritual practice, like really dedicate the time there. And I kept ignoring it, ignoring it, ignoring it, until one day I was getting ready with my cousin. She came to visit to go to the club. And we were both like drunk before we even got there. And I stepped into her hot, burning hot, hair straightening iron and burnt my foot, which had me <laughs> limping for an entire month. It got infected. I was like, like, I had to take antibiotics. And I mean, that was the last time I drank red wine. <laughs> I mean, it took me years afterwards to even take a little sip of like alcohol. And right now, I just quit completely. Not saying that alcohol is like, it's, it's unspiritual. It's just for me at the time, it was not, it was my guidance was to quit to focus on my spiritual path. And I kept ignoring and ignoring and ignoring it until the science got bigger and bigger and bigger until I had to pay notice and I was not given a choice. <laughs> Yeah, I I feel that because I'm reading a book at the moment. I don't know if you've seen The Shift by Wayne Dyer, but it's one of my favorite. Just that I tell all my clients and friends to watch that. I just say, you know, screw Netflix, just get on YouTube and watch (laughs) The Shift. But I watch it over and over again. And I'm reading the book that he talks about called Quantum Change. And I've just been reading a chapter the other week and it was about how when you had the shift, everything changes. Like what you thought was a priority to you is completely different. For example, going out of a weekend with your friends. I know we've been in lockdown for a couple of months. It's not been a, been the case. But even so, you know, going forward, going out drinking with my friends every weekend, you know, even normal, like just having a shopping day out, things that were a weekly thing that would, you know, I thought would make me happier, just completely different now. Like I want to spend... I want to spend my time reading books. I want to spend my time studying new things. I want to spend time with my partner, Chris, and my dog and being in nature. And I think that is what happens is that a lot of people are still in self-sabotage. You know, like you said, they're going out drinking because they, they think it's the normal thing to do. And it, like you said, George, something will happen. You know, you probably want that to change. And then when you don't listen and you don't listen and you don't listen, the universe will slam you with a, a yeah, huge exactly. sign, you know, like the straighteners. And that is where you have to be the optimistic and say, okay, this is the sign for me to change something because it 
your life purpose what this is what I want to get onto now about the obstacles like they are the obstacles that prevent you from being a like being a light worker and following that purpose because you're putting the blocks in in the in place and you're not working on those limiting beliefs and that shift to doing all that to changing your lifestyle to optimizing everything has to do with finding out exactly what our life purpose is because as soon as we've defined it and we know we were born to fulfill this this is crafted after my unique set of skills, personality, and, uh, and values. And without me, the world would be clueless as to how to go about fulfilling that purpose. When that sinks in, then everything else comes secondary. Then that becomes your priority. And then all you care about really is like following that purpose. And then your lifestyle has to adjust to support that rather than haphazardly trying to uh, follow some random kind of generic purpose that um, that just leaves you without having a, a consistent focus and priority. And, uh, and therefore, you're scattering your energy in so many different avenues with so many different people that don't really support who you came here to be. Yeah, and I feel like as well, when you start to really step into what you're meant to do in this lifetime naturally the toxic relationships fall away you know all those friends that don't support you fall away and everything kind of just starts to make sense in a fact of I know what I'm here to do and I'm gonna get like I'm starting a it's I'm having this group which starts tomorrow actually and it's 52 weeks to read the bible and I have never ever once picked up a bible and read it I've heard of different passages and I was born a Christian you know I was I was baptized a Catholic but I am spiritual so lately I have been really drawn to different passages that you know especially with Wayne talking about Exodus with the Moses like Prince of Egypt the movie that 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 cartoon movie is one of my favorite ultimate movies like I'm a Disney fanatic and (laughs) me too yeah so I love Disney and that's why I've just got this inner child that's always beaming out of me but the Prince of Egypt the other week I was channeling and doing meditation and I heard my guide say watch Prince of Egypt and I was like oh I've not watched that since I was a child and I watched it and I knew Wayne had talked about a few of the, you know, the the Exodus story and Moses and the burning bush. And oh, I cried the whole way through. And I just, I've been so drawn to different things in the Bible lately. And this is a limiting belief on a block. I, growing up, like to, to believe in God and the Jesus that we were taught in Christianity, eventually when I got to high school, it wasn't the cool thing to do as in like, you know, kids would start saying, oh, don't, don't be doing religious studies, da, 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 you know, all that kind of stuff. But now that I'm actually really stepping into the light, really stepping into spirituality and what I'm here to do, there are so many lovely, beautiful stories from the, the, the Old Testament and the New Testament that are just in line with what I teach. Same with you, George, like, you know, about forgiving people and following your purpose and being a light worker and helping people heal and spreading love. And that's why I've decided to start. I've just ordered the uh, the 52-week Bible, which I'm, I'm starting tomorrow, which I'm really excited about because I've felt a calling to start getting up earlier. Even I'm a morning person, but I am really drawn to getting up at like 4.35 going from tomorrow because I don't need a lot of sleep and I feel like my physical body needs sleep but actually my soul doesn't need sleep. So I'm feeling really called to do that right now. So you're basically living exactly what uh, what um, finding your life purpose 
creates in your life because as soon as you like it clicked in for you, you started receiving uh, invitations to do a Bible work study. You started getting inspiration about uh, lifestyle changes. So it's all coming up for you. Yeah, and I, I just said to my partner this morning, I said, from tomorrow, I'm going to wake up earlier, you know, because when I sleep too much, I am more tired. And that is the, that's the calling. Like when you say you're throughout the day and you feel like, oh, I feel like we're getting up early tomorrow. Or I feel like going to bed a little bit earlier tonight. Or I feel like eating this food today. Or I feel like drinking this drink. That is that is your soul speaking to you. And I feel like that is, I mean, I'm, I've just meditated this morning and I'm feeling the pull to start writing. I have a book inside of me and I have got nothing down on paper right now. So I'm feeling that calling too. So that it's so beautiful that when you start to listen and that's why meditation is so good because you get quiet and you let your soul speak. So it's, that's what I wanted to ask you as well is, you know, how, how can someone know they're a light worker and how can they really step into that? So we've talked about the three characteristics of a light worker. Yeah. However, I want to focus a little bit on uh, what it means to actually do the work, to work your light. Because many light workers think that working their light is just meditating or just receiving the guidance or just praying or just waiting for the universe to do all the work for them. So the central message in light workers gotta work is that the world won't change sitting in meditation pillows all day long. The world changes when we get really clear on what our life purpose is and then take the action steps needed to follow that life purpose. And by action steps, I mean real palpable steps that create change in the world. So part one of the book is all about finding our life purpose, but part two and three are all about nurturing our light and then working our light. So this is a, an important definition and distinction that I want to make here. Nurturing our light is all about nurturing feminine energy. It is our spiritual practice. It is reading the Bible or meditating or praying. It is doing any activities that inspire within us the feeling of happiness and help us connect with source, whatever that source means for us, and therefore allowing the intuitive guidance to flow through. And it has to be consistent. It has to be uh, daily. It has to ignite within us a sense of happiness, and it has to have a specific amount of duration, like not like five minutes every day, like at least 15 minutes, because happiness is a muscle that needs to be strengthened. So it's very important to have a very consistent spiritual practice that allows us to nurture our light. Then as soon as we've nurtured our light, it's so important to balance it with working our light and therefore awakening and using our masculine energy, which many light workers are afraid to embrace because We've been abused and persecuted by masculine energy as light workers for hundreds of lifetimes. We've been burned at the stake. We've had to suppress our magic as shamans and as spiritual seekers in the past because society couldn't accept that. And therefore, because we have this sole expectation for of masculine energy abusing us as a result of patriarchy, we come into this lifetime fearing of embracing our masculine energy and instead finding comfort in just the feminine, in just meditating, in just visualizing the world being a more a better place, or sending healing light to the world, or raising a vibration and thinking that by doing that we're changing the world. Yes, we are to some degree, but as uh, unless we receive that guidance that comes forth from source and then we translate that into physical action steps then we're not really light workers we're light chillers <laughs> so working yeah. our light has to do with 
recording podcasts, writing books, with writing articles, with uh, campaigning, with getting out of our comfort zone and doing something that changes people's perceptions, that changes the way things are done in the world. Being a light worker is less about maintaining the status quo and more about revolutionizing the status quo and teaching the world a new way to do things teaching the world how to be more loving, and therefore using this masculine energy that used to abuse us to empower the rise of the feminine, and therefore to help create this balanced world that supports both uh, action and inspiration, that's not focused on just this endless culture of hustling and taking action and just exhausting ourselves, and is more balanced in receiving guidance and taking action. Therefore, rather than ego-working, light working yeah and I just love how you go into the history because I'm a history nerd too and so is my partner and we've just been to Glastonbury and it's very much there you can feel how you know the masculine energy just overruled everything like even going back further and further into history it's like the goddesses and how they were worshipped and then you know men came in they were like no I'm not having this like you know it's going to be a man's world and it's just when you actually look into and do the research around that, it makes so much sense. And for people like who, who have balanced the feminine and masculine energy, that is why it's so important to have the balance because it's going forward in that because it can't be one or the other. It's It's got to be both because like you said, George, with the patriarchy and it, it, God, it just fascinates me all of that because being burnt at the stake, I was definitely a witch in a past life because I'm so drawn to all that kind of stuff. And I know I've lived in those times and I feel as well, which is coming up for me is I've been to a place called Pendle, which is the Pendle witches in Burnley, right near me. It's not far from where I live. And they, I felt there like the distrust through women. So, you know, when they were sought out to be witches and they were obviously going to be put on trial at Lancaster Castle to be to be hung or to be burnt, it 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 started to create the distrust and the disloyalty throughout women. And that is why I think a lot of women right now are in that kind of limbo where we're trying to help them actually realize that standing together is stronger because we're all from the same energy we're all from source we're all from god we're all from the universe we are all one and when we actually realize we're from that oneness is we're not individual we're all together and that i think that's what happened through our dna through our genes through our past lives is that we've lost that oneness as a as a community and a, as a planet and that's why people like you and i george are trying to correct that and trying to show that light trying to get people to remember you know where they came from and how amazing they are and how unique we are and we're all from this energy source and when you realize that it's it's total game changer yes and remembering that oneness and balance between masculine and feminine energy to me the easiest way to do that has to do with connecting with nature and that's why in light workers gotta work like all the processes i have around protecting our light and therefore energy clearing are about connecting with the elementals, the spirits and consciousness that we find in nature. Because when you look at nature, it is perfectly balanced in masculine and feminine energy. During the winter, nature goes into the receptive feminine state. It's all about nurturing itself and just preparing, readying itself for uh, for spring, for the growth season. And then as soon as spring springs, 
then that's where nature goes into the masculine energy, the masculine side where everything is blooming and growing. This same balance is within us as well. This cyclical balance runs within us as well. But because we've been in this patriarchal society for so many years, we feel like we're supposed to be in the masculine 24-7 and to constantly work, 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 work. Um, so by connecting with nature, even through like, even through like going like to Glastonbury, for example, and just allowing ourselves to immerse in these beautiful energies or going to a park or to the beach or just spending time out in nature or working with the elementals, such as with uh, the processes in the book, um, we get to naturally awaken this balance within us in a, in, a, in a more natural way rather than just forcing ourselves to be balanced because balance between masculine and feminine energy and also and therefore our alignment to who we really are to source to happiness is not something we achieve it's something we remember people say oh happiness is not outside of you it is within you and i disagree with that as well happiness is not within us happiness is us happiness is who we are and therefore balance is who we are and all we have to do is remember it and we remember it through experience, through osmosis, through exposing ourselves to something that is balanced, such as nature. And only when we do that can we really follow our life purpose. If we don't find this balance, if we don't find this alignment with who we really are and get stuck in either masculine energy, therefore overwork, or feminine energy and therefore procrastination, that we cannot follow our life purpose. These two energies have to be balanced. And the good thing is that they are two sides of the same coin. When you truly awaken feminine energy, that's when you allow masculine energy to come forth as well. Because unless you take this guidance you receive while you're feminine and express it into, mas into something practical, then you're abusing feminine energy. You're procrastinating. Therefore, you're not really embracing feminine energy. And as long as the action that you take is inspired from this feminine energy, this inspiration, then you're abusing masculine energy and you're just ego working, hustling, rather than using inspired guidance. So really, to truly awaken the divine feminine and restore the balance, we need to awaken the divine masculine. The two are so interconnected. Yeah, and my partner's just booked, uh, bought a really, really interesting book from Glastonbury. We always, we just literally come back with books after books because yes. there are always so many there, but he's just bought one called The Secret Therapy of Trees. And me and my partner go on several walks every day with my dog and we sit and touch trees, we touch plants, we say thank you to the plants, we touch the grass, we take our shoes off. We literally are in that constant state of gratitude for mother earth and how how long she sustained us and and it's just that that is where the because say for example i've been hustling like you said you know doing some work masculine energy i have to then go into nature and say right take a break i'm going to go into nature and touch some trees and ground myself and you know go and look for some pretty flowers because i'm part of that and they're a part of me and when you start to realize that it it like I said before, it just makes you realize like everything you need is in nature and everything you need is within yourself because you're both connected. And it's that's where we all come from, that oneness, and you aren't separate. Your ego yes. thinks you are. Your ego thinks you are separate from every living thing when you're not. You know, me and you, George, we're, we're from the same thing. We are one. Everyone who's listening is from the same exact energy. The only thing that's stopping you from ascending is your ego. 
is you know that them limiting beliefs that you've had through life you know from whatever past lives you've had that's why it's really good to you know explore your past lives you know go go within and ask those questions of where you know where you're from and where you've been where you burnt at the stake you know what what has been in your past lives which is is carried over to this life and work through that because it's so interesting like I love all of this work because it's getting you closer and closer and closer to carrying out that soul purpose mission yes 100 percent yeah, so I just love this. I, I just I love chatting to you, George. I could talk to you for hours and hours uh, and hours. I feel the same way. We have so much to talk about. I know. So we'll leave it there for now. I could talk to you for so long. I'm definitely gonna have to get you back for another interview and we'll talk about so much more spiritual woo-woo things. But I just wanted to get you on because I know a lot of my listeners are very drawn to the elementals and the fairies and the unicorns and all of the the, the magic the magic it's the magic of of life it's you know that's what I try and help my my clients with and my friends is realizing that magic that we had as kids and bringing it back now to you know as adults because it's still within us that's why I love Disney so much because it has all that magic still oh my god yes and that, I, you know I love working with the elementals like I, I run a course called elemental healing practitioner course which is all about working with the energies of nature the fairies the dragons the unicorns and I wanted to bring that magic into uh, light workers gotta work as well because nature as you said is so powerful in aligning us to who we really are so that last part of the book part four which is all about energy protection it's all about working with the dragons to clear our energy and with the flower fairies to activate our energy and to uh, empower our energy and working with the unicorns who are spirit elementals to really shield our energy with this high vibrational state. There's so much uh, we can gain by connecting with nature. I truly believe that all the answers we seek are in nature and to truly follow our life purpose, the easiest way to find this balance between um, working our light and nurturing our light is by working with the elementals, by connecting with nature. Yeah, so definitely anyone who's listening, get out in nature as much as you can, even in the rain. Actually, the rain is so cleansing. We, you know, we have a lot of rain in the UK, as you can imagine. So we're always out and we're trying to like, you know, just I just love the rain on me. I go for runs in the rain and every element is in element, earth, fire, water, earth, like all of that as well. Like it's it's so beautiful. So definitely the message from this interview is to get out in nature. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you so much, George. I'm so happy you came on today. And just tell the listeners how they find you on social media. So you can follow me on Instagram at George Lizos and my new book, Lightworkers Gotta Work. It's coming out in August and you can pre-order it on Amazon and get a free two-hour live purpose workshop with me to find and define your life purpose. And all you have to do to do that is go to georgelizos.com forward slash lightwork. That's great. Well, thank you so much, George, for for coming on today. And I hope my listeners really enjoyed this interview. Definitely going to have to have you back to talk about more of light worker stuff and purpose and elementals. And yeah, I'm just let's do the elementals, past lives. We can go all the way. (laughs) Yes, thank you so much, George. Anyway, guys, I hope you really enjoyed this interview, and I'll be back soon with another episode. I hope you're having a beautiful day wherever you are, and I'll chat to you soon. Bye for now.
Hi, I'm Liz Winter and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Medium Ship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.